Oh, thank you for having me. I want to sandbag you here. I don't know if you've heard or seen this quote yet. I want to share it with you and get your reaction to it. Uh, here is here, Here's the quote. I'll just read it to you, and you can tell me what you think of it here. Uh, we have to have a conversation about what we are in this state, meaning Georgia, and what we want for each other and from each other. I am tired of hearing about how we're the best state in the country to do business when we are the worst state in the country to live so says Democratic candidate for governor Stacey Abrams about our state, our worst state in the country to live. Our reaction, Congressman Buddy Carter. Well, there are 49 other states out there, and I'm sure they'll welcome you with open arms. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, this business about being the, the best state in the country in which to do business uh, magnified a few days ago the announcement down there in your neck of the woods. Uh, Bryan County, I think, to be precise, going to be home to the uh, the next big auto manufacturing facility in Georgia. Of course, we're, we're looking for Rivian up here, but you guys getting down there. Uh, Kia, by way of Hyundai, 8,000 jobs or so, $5 billion whatever the figure is, to manufacture electric trucks and vehicles there. Your thoughts on that? Well, this is big, obviously, for our area, but it's big for the state of Georgia as well. And, it, and it's good for our country. I mean, let's face it, EVs are, are the future. I think that's that's acceptable. And that's good. And, and to have a plant right here that's going to generate those kind of good-paying jobs is certainly going to benefit our economy. And the thing about it is we've had experience down here with these type of things before is when you land a big fish, if you will, like this, the ripple effect that it has, the the other businesses that it attracts and the small businesses that are all dependent on this, that's where you really see a bump in the economy and where you really see a lot of growth. Uh, the thing that would concern me, and this would be the case with Rivian or Caterpillar here or anybody else, Kia over there in West Georgia, anybody else right now, in virtually any field of endeavor in Georgia, uh, still, for all the good economic news that's out there, still having trouble finding people to fill jobs. Okay, here comes Kia in this case, whatever the figure is, 8,000 jobs. You going to be able to fill those jobs? Well, that's a good question and a very good point. And I will tell you, it, it's something that was on everyone's mind last Friday when we had that announcement. How are we going to find the people to fill these jobs? Obviously, we're going to have to bring some people in. and But that's okay. I mean, this, I think it's a great place to live. Never forgetting what Stacey Abrams <laughs> may feel. I think it's the greatest state in the, in the nation to live in. But at the same time, we are going to have to fill those slots, and there is a shortage of workers right now. We know that. Um, just ride down the road, and you'll see help wanted signs everywhere. So that's going to be a concern. It's going to be a challenge. And we get calls in the office all day long from businesses just, uh, you know, I can't find workers. I need help. Uh, first elected to Congress when, uh, Congressman Buddy Carter? I should have this in front of me, and I don't. How long have you been down there in the House? Uh, eight years. Eight I was years. Elected in, I was. I was elected in 2014. I took office in 2014. And uh, I will tell you, the shine hasn't worn off for me. I'm excited <laughs> every time I go back up there. It's such an honor and a privilege, particularly to represent 
the area that you've lived in all your life, where you were born and raised, and intend to live the rest of your life. Well, that's what I wanted to talk about for just a quick moment here. Uh, you mentioned your time in Congress, closing in on a decade now. Uh, unopposed, we should say, in the Republican primary tomorrow, some Democratic opposition, uh, a Democrat, going to oppose you at some point in the fall. But uh, before that, some time in the Georgia legislature. And before that, and I just happened to read this little bio point the other day, mayor down there in Pooler. Uh, that that experience. What's it? What do you as you show up for your job there in D.C. Uh, another day on the floor of the U.S. House. How much of the mayor of Pooler is still in there, and what does he bring to the conversation? Oh, it's tremendous opportunity or tremendous experience. I, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. I refer to it as the nuts and bolts of of municipal government, of, of government, and local government because you know we had tremendous growth in the city of Pooler. We quadrupled our size during the time that I was mayor. In the eight years that I was mayor, we went from 4,500 people to 19,000. Now, 19,000 not a lot of people by, by some standards, but the fact that we quadrupled, we went from 4,500 all the way up to 19,000, and now we're over 30,000 in this area. Water, sewer, the, the nuts and bolts of government, that is extremely important. And yes, I keep that is something I keep in mind every day when I'm up there, when we're talking about legislation and we're talking about how we can help uh, create an environment for job growth, because I believe that's what government is responsible for, not creating jobs, but creating an environment for jobs to be created. Congressman Buddy Carter with us another few minutes here. Well, that's the thing, and we have a mayor's election here tomorrow, and we talk about this with the folks who are running for mayor in Athens, Clark County Commission. We watch the national news, and we get these big ideological debates that you and the other folks in Congress get engaged in from time to time. And being the mayor, I mean, that's about picking up my garbage and filling in potholes. And as you said, uh, the, the infrastructure, the water and the sewer, none of that stuff is sexy. It doesn't get big headlines, but it all matters maybe more than anything else. Absolutely. And, and you know, when I was in pharmacy school at the University of Georgia in Athens, I never imagined that I would know as much about water and sewer, <laughs> about planning and zoning as I do now. But it, it does. It, it is. It was the best job I've ever had um, being mayor. It was just such an honor, and and it was just the timing was everything. Was because it was at a time of just tremendous growth and tremendous opportunity. And I'm very proud of of what we were able to accomplish during that time. And, and circle back now. We we're talking a minute ago about the you know, Kia going to manufacture all those cars and trucks down there and put them on those boats, those ships uh, right there at the port, uh, just upstream from the coast, uh, the the now dredged Savannah River and. And you've seen all that unfold over the last few years. Absolutely. And, and let's face it, the, the Georgia ports, both the Port of Savannah and the Port of Brunswick, they are the economic engine of our, of our area. And not only of our area, but of the southeast United States. I mean, their impact reaches all the way up into the Ohio Valley. And, and again, I refer to that ripple effect because it, it does. It, it spreads out the number of truck drivers, the number of uh, of trucking companies and of warehouses, uh, all the, the support that you need for the ports, that's what's so vitally important, and that's what really has an economic impact on our area. You know, I tell people, I, I remember this vividly, I did, a little more than a decade ago, I guess it was now, when Caterpillar was announcing plans to come to Athens. One of the things they talked about was proximity to the port. Now, you sit here in Athens and you say, wait a minute, that's five hours away. 
But if you're if you're caterpillar, you're saying, yeah, that's better than ten or twelve or fifteen hours away. So everything's relative. And you're right; it did the fact that it is there and now expanded in the way to accommodate the even larger vessels that impacts us directly here in Athens. Well, it does. And and if I could add to that, not only is it a, a tremendous advantage for businesses, but for our military. That's one of the reasons why we have so many military bases right here. The access to the ports, to be able to get that equipment to the ports and get it out to where it needs to go um, and quicker, that's vitally important as well. Well, you mentioned trucks, uh, Congressman Buddy Carter, trucks, truck drivers, uh, a notable shortage of those things. And we see it when we go to our supermarkets, shortages of, of products there, the supply chain issues that are still a, a factor, that factor in the gas prices, that adds to the inflation. There are a lot of things to be worried about here. You're up there in Congress. Uh, what do you do to fix all this stuff? Well, the first thing we've got to do is to stop this war on fossil fuels that Joe Biden and the Democrats have have engaged in. The first thing he did when he got in the office, of course, was to cancel the Keystone XL pipeline, which which killed tens of thousands of jobs. And and, and keep in mind, you know, everybody talks about, oh, I know gas is up, but why are groceries so expensive? Well, the price of diesel fuel has doubled since Joe Biden's been in office. Don't forget that a big part of fertilizer is, is petroleum-based. And, and fertilizer, we're getting calls in the office from, from farmers all the time. I don't think I'm going to be able to, to grow a crop this year. I don't think I'm going to be able to plant a crop. I can't afford the diesel. I can't afford the, the fertilizer for it. That's why grocery prices are so high. Inflation has an impact on everyone, particularly the middle class and the working class. That's who it impacts the most. But what we need to do is we need to stop this war on fossil fuels. We need to we need to restart the Keystone XL pipeline. We need to restart the permitting process and, and allow for permits and, and federal lands. And we need to make sure that we tap into the full potential of what we have in natural resources here in America. I believe in an all-of-the-above type energy strategy. We've got to have fossil fuels to carry us into the future. Less than a minute left, Congressman Buddy Carter. Again, no primary opposition, so I don't know, feed up in a bowl of popcorn tomorrow night as the election results are coming in. <laughs> what do you think you're going to see? What do you expect to see? Well, um, it looks as if the governor, Brian Kemp, is, is going to, to win again. And, and, look, he's done a great job, and he deserves uh, another term. There's no question about that. Um, David Perdue is a constituent down here in, in our area. Um, I think David would have been a fine governor. You know, everybody was talking about, oh, why did we have to have two people running like this? Well, I looked at it from the perspective I can remember a time when we couldn't find Republicans to run for statewide <laughs> office. We had two fine candidates. We, we ought to be thankful for that. But Brian Kemp, it looks like he's going to win, and he deserves another term. He's done a great job, been a great governor. Uh, what happens to Lieutenant Governor? I don't know, but I do think Herschel is going to be very successful. I was with him last Friday morning. He did a great job. I'm looking forward to him beating Raphael Warnock in, in November. All right, Don, we will leave it there. Congressman Buddy Carter, as always, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you, sir.